One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, where the podcast that puts our guests through the grueling process of whittling down their life to just three songs and the stories they contain. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Charles Runnels. Charles is a print reporter who covers arts and entertainment for the news press here in Fort Myers. If you're ever at a local art event, if you look around, you could probably find him sitting in a corner scribbling notes for a review or standing near the stage shooting photos with his trusty Nikon. Charles was born in Birmingham, Alabama, but he grew up all over the place thanks to his Army father. He has a journalism degree from Auburn University and started working at the news press in 1998. His bio says he's obsessive about music, practically anything, but especially heavy metal. Metal! And that he also loves reading, video games, and movies. He lives in Cape Coral with his girlfriend and their six cats. That's halfway to a Paula Poundstone level of cats. Because of how his life intertwines with music, I think he ironically had more trouble than most choosing his songs for today. But I have them now. And he's here, so let's talk song stories. How fast can you name those cats? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> pretty, pretty go. Uh, like Doodle. Uh, you're putting me on the spot, man. <laughs> uh, Cookie, Pumpkin, Doodle, Duke. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, I can't think of the other you two. Got two I've, left. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got two left. Uh, Fitzy and... <laughs> I'm, miss, I'm missing the names of my children. Uh, I can't think of the last one. I'm sorry. Oh, the last one doesn't matter it. as much. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I bring that up because I interviewed Paula Poundstone, and I knew she had cats, and I asked her how many, and she said 13. I said, can you name them? And she said, oh, I can name them. And she got to about nine, and she was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm, what did she say? Uh, uh, someone's going to hate me. That's how she ended yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, who, the, the left out child is going to never talk so, to me uh, again. So what kind of Nikon? I, it's like a D60, I think. I just got it. I, I had an old uh, old camera that I was using, like an old Nikon. I think it was like a D4 or something like right, that. Right. And I, I bought it just to do – I had this idea that I was going to do art photography um, and I never really used it. And then suddenly I started taking it to concerts yeah. and taking and photos at concerts. Access, right? I get really good access. Yeah. You know? yeah, I can get like right – most of the time. Sometimes it's up to the promoter. Right. And sometimes they don't even respond to my requests, you know. But but I, you know, if they're cool about it, they let me get in. Do there. you have to get their permission to use their pictures? Because I know there's some like weird copyright things with bands and who owns what. Uh, and... There have been. Like I wanted to shoot Melissa Etheridge mm-hmm. at her concert, and they had a rule where um, I could only use the photos once in print, um, and then it could never run anywhere else, anywhere. Right. And you know the way the news press worked, we're part of the Gannett. Yeah, part of Gannett and, and that uh, all gets and the USA Today Network there and um, and uh, uh, yeah, so, like we put it in the system and then anyone can use it, right? Um, and then there are others that are, require you to give them your photos, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't do that. There are photos I right. shot them, and you know hmm. I can do it whatever. Um, what's the musical background of your childhood? Not a lot. I mean, yeah, really, like that's yeah, my, my my parents didn't listen to my music. My, my mom listened to the FM radio, and you know whatever was on there. Um, but my, my dad likes, uh, like electronic music, you know, like movie music and, and, uh, uh, you know, like, um, you know, just stuff like that. But yeah, there wasn't really a lot of music playing in the household. Um, you know, it wasn't, 
like I, I, I remember my mom listening to the greatest American hero song ah, on the radio. Exactly. Yeah. Walking <laughs> on, on the air, radio. Walking on oh, yeah, air. I guess it was a song on its own too, It was right? a TV show. Well, yeah, there was, was a TV yeah, show, yeah. but and then, then was the a, song yep. was so popular. The TV show was so popular. That head of hair. How could yeah, you? but I don't have a lot of musical memories really huh. with, my, with my parents. Did you uh, or, or anyone around you play instruments? No. No. Well, my mom played the flute. Okay. Uh, and then actually for a brief period of time, I played the flute also because I wanted to be in band so much. Uh, and you know they couldn't afford to get me like a saxophone or something. So mom's like, here's this flute that I have. Oh. Uh, and I played that and uh, didn't go very well. <laughs> I don't have much of a talent for music despite trying. Um, I, I never quite understood what the conductor was doing huh. at the front. <laughs> I have a terrible sense of rhythm as well. So you know, ask my girlfriend. Huh, so, that's yeah. funny. Uh, that, that just came up earlier. Um, Richard and I were watching – we're going to go down a quick rabbit hole here. We were watching <laughs> Freddie Mercury preparing for a concert in Hungary where he interacts with the crowd. He was kind of doing that with yeah. no crowd there and we were talking about – well, I brought up the fact that I interviewed once a conductor mm-hmm. in this studio <clears throat> and he explained to me in a way that kind of crystallized it like a conductor, like a thing that conducts energy. Mm-hmm. It goes from a source to a source and there's something in the middle that conducts it. And the conductor is up there. It's, you've got the instruments and the musicians and mm-hmm. they're making it. You've got the audience. And the conductor is what conducts that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That right? makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never even thought about it that way. So anyway, that was the <laughs> rabbit hole we just went down. Um, do you remember the, the song that was playing when you had Ooh. your first slow dance? I do not. You yeah, don't? I, 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 was, I was a late bloomer anyway. So yeah. I, don't, I didn't go to any high school dances or, oh. or anything like that. So I don't, I don't really. So yeah. you said you were from Alabama, but you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you have been the most during like those high school years? Uh, mostly Alabama. OK. Yeah, I was there for uh, sophomore through, junior, through uh, senior year in, in uh, Phoenix City, Alabama. Gotcha. So, yeah. so how did you start your path down? Um, you know, how did you wind up as a, an arts and entertainment reporter? Did that start with the Reporter and then arts and entertainment, no, or what's the origin that's, story? That's that's a long story, actually. Um, so my original plan was I was going to be a novelist. I was going to be uh, first. I was going to be like the next J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, I really liked ah, fantasy novels nice. when I was a kid, and then I discovered Stephen King um, through a fantasy novel that he wrote, um, something Eyes of, the, Eyes of the Dragon, I think it was, uh, and and that got me into Stephen King, and that got me into horror. And, and those kind of – and suspense and everything. And so I wanted to write those kind of stories. Um, and then I started to realize, you know, what are the odds uh, – everyone wants to be a writer. Like everyone yeah. – you know, even, even people who cannot write want to be writers. Uh, and, and I just realized I probably couldn't make a living doing it. So I was like, OK, I'll just go into journalism. Um, and I never even considered the, uh, you know, being a writer at all. I was at one point going to be a psychologist hmm. and a veterinarian. Um, I think every kid wants to be a veterinarian at one point. Um, and my uh, yeah, I uh, think you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and my tenth grade teacher, Mrs. Sparrow, actually pulled me aside and said, you know, you're. I wrote a story for class, and she said, you know, you should really think about doing this for a living. And you know, and I was like, okay, you know, be a writer. So I went to came to journalism mainly to write, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I didn't really care which beat it was or anything like that. Um, but then, you know, enter- entertainment makes a lot of sense, arts and entertainment, because I'm just so, you know, like I love movies and music and, you know, art and just theater and everything. And so it just makes a lot more sense than covering, say, a police beat. Yeah. So, when did, so if you didn't really have much music around you as a kid, but you really were into music and movies and media and stuff like that, when did that nexus occur? Like when did you start finding your own music and listening to bands and stuff like that? Well, that's actually where one of the songs comes in. So, okay. so, so yeah, Def Leppard. Um, Def Leppard was the 
uh, first album. I cannot remember for sure if it was Def Leppard or Quiet Riot. But one of those two albums was the first album I bought with my own money. I bought them around the same time. On cassette? Uh, no, it was vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Yeah, was nice. Vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like went to the mall. I don't know where I got the money. Like it must have been birthday money, birthday money or something, or something like that. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I was you know, I was in middle school. I didn't have a job or right. anything. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's how it happened. I, I should I start talking about Def Leppard? Sure. Def let's Leopard head train? right down that. Let's head right down that Def okay. Leppard train. Okay. Um, so my dad was like I said, he was in the army. So we always moved from place to place. We were always you know we lived in Germany for a couple of years. We lived in Maine for four years. Lived in several places in Alabama. Um, we landed in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was there at a middle school. I cannot remember the light, name of the school for the life of me, um, but I was there at, at this middle school, and it, it was always like a constant getting to know new people. You know, like right. you're the new kid in school, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to make friends, and, and people are getting to know you, and it's always kind of it was always kind of awkward just being the new kid, um, sure. and, and having to start all over again. Uh, but I was at this middle school in Huntsville, and I started talking to these kids that had their rock t-shirts on uh-huh. and they were like saying, you know, look, you need to listen to these bands. You know, these are the cool this bands. This is the so future. Listen. This is the future. Yeah. <laughs> these are the bands. If you want to be cool, you got to listen to Def Leppard. You got to listen to Quiet Riot. And so I think that's the reason I would – I don't even know if I'd heard their music at that point. Um, I, I can't remember for sure. I mean it probably – I saw them on MTV. Um, you know, MTV was a big part of that part of my life. Absolutely. Like I spent yeah. a lot of time parked in front of the television watching sure. music videos. Uh, and there were Def Leppard was all over there. Um, Absolutely, so it, was quite yeah. Yeah. it was part of yeah. They were both part of that initial wave. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I bought I bought that album and and uh, you know those albums, and then that kind of sort of led this whole love of music and you know into the future. I mean, it got me started on that path. What did your folks think about you know? Def Leppard and Quiet Riot in your bedroom <laughs> when you were 14. <laughs> uh, they weren't banging on the door like it was a Twisted Sister video or right? anything like that. You know? But it was – yeah, they were, they were cool. They, they didn't really – they just let me do my own thing and, and as long as I didn't play it too loud. Right. And uh, yeah, they were OK with it. You know, I have a very similar story. In middle school, I got invited to a, a sleepover party with like one of the cooler kids. I mean I knew mm-hmm. him but he, I wasn't really part of his in-group. Yeah. But I was there and they were all listening to Quiet Riot and Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I just had to have it, even though that turned out to be nothing that was relevant to me in terms of my <laughs> overall arc. But at the time, you know, I had them both that Christmas on tape. Yeah. So, um, so w- um, why did you pick Rock of Ages? I because it had, I, and this is the hard part for me because I, I'm not really a singles guy. You know, I like the albums. I like, you know, I, I, if I like an artist, I'm going to get the whole album. I'm going to get as many of their albums as I can get. I'm going to, you know, even if it's like, I've got like something like thirty something. Prince albums. Uh-huh. And I, it kills me that Prince did not make this list. Yeah, yeah. It kills me. Um, but I had to pick something that I could you know, talk about a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. and had like somewhat of a story. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I mean I just had to pick a song off that album and, and that was – I remember – I remember the music video. It was kind of cool. He had a sword and mm-hmm. it was like fog and he was wearing a cloak and it just like was like mysterious and cool and it had like a lot of the elements of metal already in it. You and know? it had like the it fantasy kinda... in there. If you said you were really a big fantasy reader, yeah, you know, it kind of yeah, had exactly. some of that in there yeah, too. Yeah, and, um, and so I had to pick a song off that and, and I, it was either that or probably Photograph. You know, Photograph is a, is a big one too. And both of those had music videos. And both yeah. of the, so I, I mean I watched those videos over and over and over and over again. Um, yeah, but uh, that's, so I, that's, that's why I picked that song. I just had to pick one and uh, that seemed like, like a good one. All right, well, let's listen to it. This is, uh, let's imagine uh, uh, Charles in, in Alabama in the, in the mid-'80s listening to Def Leppard's Rock of Ages from their 1983 mega-hit album, Pyromania. Rise up, get 
holds up pretty good. I, I haven't think listened so. to it in a long time. I think so too. Yeah, I was I was actually on the way over here. I played it in the car, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so cheesy. <laughs> this is so cheesy. And I, I should have picked something way cooler than Def Leppard because you know, like everyone, every guy from the that was my age in the '80s liked hair metal, and and you know, I could have picked something just just way way cooler than that. But yeah, I th- like hearing it in these headphones. Yeah, yeah, it sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Great. And I have to say, I, this is totally you know adjacent to what we're talking about. But I had a friend, or I, he's still a good friend of mine, who who whose name is Alan Dozer, and he was so into Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And he was a drummer, really yeah. talented drummer, even at that age. And he had a full drum kit in his bedroom, and would just sit there and play to Def Leppard all day. Yeah. So that's where I was. I was in Whiskey Creek in 1984 <laughs> with beef. Um, so what was Def Leppard then a gateway band to? Like, you know, what was well, next? I mean, I mean, that led to hair metal. You okay. Know, like that led to all, all like Motley Crue and Rat and all these other bands that I'm like totally embarrassed about now. Um, you know, and I, I – but I, I – it was hard for me picking that because I, like I said, I was I was a little embarrassed. But then I, I thought about just this – this this led to everything. This list led to all the music that I like. Be- like before, it was the first band I ever got into, the first album I got, and because of that, it just led to you know, like mostly metal. Like I, I listened to a lot of a lot of metal and hard rock in the uh, in the late '80s and the early '90s, and I started getting into like grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of left a lot of hair metal behind mm-hmm. when I started getting into thrash metal and grunge and industrial music and and stuff like that. That was just had more. Had more edge. It was a little more serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes not too serious. Um, but uh, uh, as as my second choice for a song is going to show you. Um, but it's uh, yeah. It just kind of led to everything that would come. I mean, this was yeah. And I and I thought I was thinking about it. You know, like why why that album meant so much to me. And and you know, it just uh, and that and that song, I guess. But um, yeah, it was kind of like like in the beginning. It was sort of like the secret knowledge that I was given by the cool kids. Right. You know, they were like, if you want to be cool, you have to listen to this. Um, and I kind of carried that with me through the the rest of my life. You know, like I that's kind of why I like knowing about a band that nobody else knows about uh-huh. or only like, the you know, a few people know yeah, about. And yeah. if it's like too popular and it's, it's for the masses. I mean, I got over that eventually. But if it's too popular, it all sort of has the... The stink of sellout, on right? It, you know, and uh, uh, so, but yeah, it, it led to it led to everything. I mean, like that that got me into 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 metal, and then and then just a, interest in music got me into you know rap music and pop music, and just it, it just got that all started and, and led to where I am today. Did you ever uh, get to see Led uh, Led Zeppelin play? Uh, not Led Zeppelin, Def, <laughs> Def Leppard. I did not. Um, no, so did, or, or interview with them or no, anything like I've that? No, I've tried. I've tried. Like they played, uh, they played Fort Rock here in Fort Myers oh, yeah, before, yeah. before it moved. Uh, and uh, I tried to get an interview with them uh, mostly because of my sister because my sister was an even bigger Def Leppard fan than I was. Uh, she used to park in front of uh, MTV and scream at their bassist Rick Allen because he was so hot. Wow! And uh, yeah, and so I was like, I've got to see if I can interview Rick Allen just for just to uh, tell him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> just to tell her. Yeah. So. Um, where does music fit into your life in terms of like listening? Do you listen? Um, you mentioned in your car. Do you use CDs? Do you have streaming? Like, what's your what's your uh, source or sources? Uh, mostly iTunes. Um, I I still I do streaming. I do Spotify sometimes, mostly to discover new music. Um, just recently started doing that. I mean, I, I used it years ago, and I kind of came back to it. But mostly, I'm listening on my phone. Uh, you know, I'll import. I still buy CDs, but I don't actually play the CDs. I just, you just import rip them. them. Yeah, and then and then play them on my phone. But I'm 
constantly listening to music uh, all the time. Um, you mentioned trying to find bands or liking bands that are out on the edges. Can you recommend any bands that you're into right now that oh. maybe people wouldn't know? <laughs> and see, this is the problem. This is why I told you I, I actually brought a list of bands right. that I like because – you know, people ask me like, "Who are your favorite bands?" and and I have so Space. many. Yeah, I mean, I've got like 150 gigs of music on my laptop. It's like a ton of. I, 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 I there's a little counter at the bottom of iTunes, and it shows you how long you'd have to listen to, to <laughs> hear your entire collection. And mine's like three months, 24 hours a day, right. constantly. And then I would finally get to the last song. Uh, I think it's probably even more than three months now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like bands, like like metal bands. You know, like I like. There's a. a it's it's hard to choose. Like like there's a black metal band called Enslaved. Enslaved, I'm sorry, that I really like. Um, another called Behemoth. Um, I'm into like blues, BB King, and stuff like that. But just like like cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm quite as as uh, uh, exclusive. Not inclusive. Exclusive. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not as um, much of a snob as I used to be. Right. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, but I I love. Um, uh, uh, let me look at my list here. Like there's a band called the Jayhawks. That nobody knows. I actually interviewed the singer for the Jayhawks, Gary Loris, years ago. Um, they were a country rock band from the 80s. Uh, beautiful harmonies, beautiful music. Um, yeah, I say Jayhawks and people automatically think of the team yeah. and they don't think of the band. Um, and I wrote the story. It was so, so disappointing. So I, I interviewed this guy and I wrote this beautiful story. Uh, he was playing the Sanibel Writers Conference just mm -hmm. doing a solo thing. Um, and uh, – uh, and we ran the story and we can tell like how many people view, view each story, how many right, readers. Right. Like nobody read the thing. Nobody cared. I was the only one who cared. You're writing to the and darkness. It, yeah, and it <laughs> broke my heart, man. It broke, I wanted to help Gary out and I, it didn't really work. Uh, Charles, do you, um, do you listen to uh, Death Clock at all? Are you familiar? Uh, yeah, the, the, from the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like them okay. I like the, I like the TV yeah, talk, show. Yeah, oh, I'm talk, sorry. Talk, I like the TV talk show. Talk even though he's that way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> talk to – yeah, you should have mirrors here so I can um, – but yeah, yeah, they're cool. Like I like that kind of stuff. I like the really heavy stuff, you know, and, and they're, they're pretty heavy. You know, they're brutal as they say on the show. Right, yeah. and um, that's, that's, um, that's all J uh, Jason Small doing the voice yeah. and I, he, he does the guitars too – so they have to get you know for for those listening who don't know there's this there's a a metal band from a cartoon show called Metalocalypse the band is called Death Clock yeah. and the show follows the exploits of the band but it's it's just like one guy doing most of the stuff <laughs> um and uh or Brendan Small Jason Small it's Brendan Small yeah um oh yeah from like home movies yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so I just I like the idea of a band that doesn't exist that has they have albums yeah they go on tour. Right, but there's no, there's no people. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought of a band that that's really cool. Hardly anybody knows about. Uh, it's a rap band. They're called Blackalicious. 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 They are amazing, and nobody I know, people who like rap, nobody knows has ever heard of this band. I think I found out about them because they were well reviewed in Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, and I got them. But they're like a very, they're socially conscious. They're fun. The lyrics are very playful. Um, uh, they just—it's just a great, great band. Blazing Arrow is is probably the album to start with with hmm. those guys. Uh -huh. they're, they're Check them cool. out. That yeah. sounds kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do you have a favorite live musical moment? And I mean, as a member of the audience, without any job responsibilities. Oh man, um, I saw the band Tool uh, years ago. They played Jermaine Arena back when it was called Jermaine Arena. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember the song. There's there's a song called Enema. <laughs> it's actually spelled A E N. EMA. Um, and I think it might have been during that song. It's my favorite song by the band Tool. Uh, but the audience, like I 
get as close as I can possibly get to the stage. Like if you know, just just packed in there, just just everyone shoulder to shoulder, sweating, and just it's just great. And there was just a moment during that song where the music was playing and we were all packed in so tightly and everyone was moving in unison. And it was just like we were just one big like an animal, like yeah. like a creature that there was, was a, there. An emergence yeah. coming from yeah. the many into I wasn't, one. I wasn't me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'd been assimilated into this, this mass uh, phenomenon that was happening and it was just – Really cool. Like it's a really cool moment. And uh, yeah, I remember that a lot. Huh. Any uh, peak re- moments in terms of uh, being a reporter and getting to interact with people who you were a fan of or who somebody who's really cool? Oh, man. Um, yeah, well, probably I, a lot of those. Yeah. Well, and like one of those is, the, is again, again, an anthrax story. So, um, you know, and I uh, – uh, like I said, anthrax is my second song here. Um, one of my favorite metal bands. Uh, one of my fa- it's like one of the big four thrash metal bands. You know, it's like Metallica, Slayer. And Megadeth, and then Anthrax, um, and a uh, uh, longtime fan, and I got to interview him uh, when he was playing Fort Rock, uh, and and that was just I, I don't get starstruck. I mean, I interview a lot of famous people, and most of the time it's just a job. I mean, if I met them at a cocktail party, it would be totally different. I'd be like totally awkward, and right, and but you're there. Be, you've got you've I've got, got my stuff questions. to do. Right? Yeah, I've got yeah. my questions. We're there to do a job. He's there to do his job, and 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 we just do it. But um, yeah, with Scott, it was. Uh, I, like he was, I started telling him how like much his music meant to me when I was younger, and 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 my voice started shaking, and I just like I got emotional, and I was a little embarrassed that I got emotional, but that was a big moment for me interviewing interviewing him. Um, yeah, that was great. Huh. As a uh, and we'll, we're going to get to Anthrax here in a second, but I've got a couple more questions in this realm. Um, as someone who does reviews yeah. of of performances or 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 events or things, do you ever have trouble? Casting judgment on some level because you sort of – I mean it's sort of the nature of the – No. No? Never have any trouble? Never had anybody that – I I mean I I, actually I do. I I mean and I've done both. I've I've done more theater reviews than I've done music reviews. I do do music reviews but not a a ton. Um, And uh, uh, I do have a hard time with theater reviews sometimes. Like I just – I feel bad because there are people put a lot of work into it. Yeah. And then I come along and I'm like – Thumbs down and, and you know, but I have to be honest because otherwise why am I doing it? Right, exactly. And same goes with music reviews. Uh, but yeah, fans are uh, – uh, fans of the band don't take very kindly to oh. when you say negative things. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I was going to ask if you ever hear back from the bands, but you probably don't. They just move on. But yeah. maybe people who want to be their defenders yeah. want to attack you possibly. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I, I saw uh, – I think it was last year, the Tadeshi Trucks Band. Uh-huh. Played Manhall, um, and I liked them a lot. I liked their music. Um, way too much jamming. I mean, I just was like, after about halfway through the st- show, I just started kind of checking out because it was just too much. It would just go on and on and on and on. And I said, and I, and I, and I, in my review, I said, this is probably just me. And I know fans who like Tedeschi Trucks band probably like the jamming, but for me, it was too much. And then someone emailed me, was like, you don't like them. You're not a real fan, and you don't know what you're talking about. And he was just, he was just really mad at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's why I. Said it was just it's just uh, one man's opinion. That's all just pure art on every level. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, the fan, the yeah. fan, the they're writer, gods. They're all, Everything everybody. they do is godlike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well then, uh, now let's move to song number two. Okay, what is it? Should I? Oh, should I, I should introduce you. Okay, I'm going to make uh, you introduce this one. It's Anthrax caught in a mosh. Okay, and so why, why is it the song number two? Uh, it's um, I've got a lot of anthrax stories. <laughs> I don't have one anthrax story. I have several anthrax stories, including the one I just told about interviewing Scott Ian. 
uh, and um, and so it's it's pretty much uh, it's one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands. Gotcha. Um, so that's why I chose it, and then I, it was something I could kind of talk about because of my the stories that I've had. Now I'm not really into this world of music, but I'm presuming "Caught in a Mosh" means mosh pit. Yeah, you would think so, and that's actually what, when you're singing it okay. live. That's kind of what it's about, right? But if you listen to the lyrics, it's actually I, I'm not quite sure what mosh means in that context okay, because well, he's we'll talking listen. about a guy who uh, who's just kind of a jerk. He's just kind of a jerk, and he's and and the singer's tired of having him in his life. Uh, you know, he says talking to you is like clapping with one hand, which is a great line. There's a lot of great lines in that song. Um, there's a, a part where it goes stomp, 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 the idiot convention, and it's just great lines in there. But it's um, uh, uh, forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> where were we going? Um, well, the reason yeah, I brought, that's why I like this song. Well, it's the just, reason I brought it up is: Have you been in a mosh pit? Are you a mosh pit person? You don't really come across as a mosh pit. Another person. of my anthrax stories. Should I should I go into yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, let's hear that. Okay, one. so the the one and only mosh pit. Actually, I take that back. I've, I've unintentionally been in a in a pit. Uh, that sounds a, like less a, a fun. second time, and that's a long story. I don't think we have time to go into that. Um, but it's uh, it was I was caught up in something called a wall of death at, at a metal show years ago, and I didn't been know there. what a wall of you've been there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what a wall of death was, and then it happened behind me. Basically, a wall of death is you have uh, everyone kind of clears a big space in the middle of the the the, the field or wherever they are. Uh, so there's like a group on one side and a group on the other side, and when the music gets really intense. They crash into each other, wow, and that like, and becomes like, like a big like braveheart moment. Yeah, kind of, exactly like a braveheart moment. And oh, wow. and but I didn't know that w- that was going to happen. And I was with a friend of mine's uh, teenage daughter, and I was like there to protect her. Uh, and then suddenly, this crowd started pushing from behind us, and she fell under a crowd of people. I lost sight of my friend's daughter and thought I'd killed her. Uh, she, and, uh, it turned out okay. She turned oh, out okay. okay. Yeah, she did lose her <laughs> ticket, and and that was a whole other fiasco. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was the only other time I've been in a mosh pit, but it was unintentional. But the first time was at the first time I, the first time I saw Anthrax, I was like, I'm going to get in a mosh pit. And I don't remember the song, uh, but I remember I, uh, I jumped in and I was, it was fine for like a minute. And then I slipped on some soda or beer or something that was on the floor, fell on the ground. All I saw around me were, were combat boots yeah. going up and down, up and down, up and down. And I, I literally thought, like, I'm about to die. Right. You know, I'm about to die here. And, and I didn't, obviously. I'm still here. Um, but uh, never went into a mosh pit again because it's just, it's, it's, you've got to be just really, really brave or really, really dumb to get into a mosh really pit. Really intense, and, it seems yeah. like. It's all about just turning it up to 11 and going for it. Yeah. And that's the same reason I've never, uh, I never crowd surf because I've seen way too many people get dropped on their heads. And it's just I'm not I'm not going to do it. All right. Well, on that note, let's let's listen to some Anthrax. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Cotton Mosh from uh, their 1987 album Among the Living.
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that is the first time I've ever listened to an Anthrax song on purpose that I'm aware of. I really liked it a You're lot. Welcome. It's way more theatrical than I expected. It's, Does that make sense? There's so much I going mean, on in yeah. it. That's, that's, there's, it's, it's very intense. There's multiple parts. There's like it's like a little symphony going on. You know, there's there's different movements and like complex guitar playing and and just it's you go on a whole journey in this song. Absolutely, yeah. uh, t- totally. So, what's the longest you ever grew your hair? <laughs> uh, I I wanted to grow it long, like like in a metal band. I I, I had a mullet in the eighties. But you did you uh, never have? I, the, I never had the full long stuff, and the mullet looked awful. Actually, I take that back. I did I did briefly in the 90s try growing it long again but it just looked awful it just looks so bad uh, do you like think my, it looks good on some people uh, not anymore <laughs> unless you're in a band right. you know but yeah if you still have long hair and you're not in a band and it's you know yeah the, well I the, figured at some point you know the, the music the, the music fan and you may have just needed that hair so you could throw it around in yeah. a, a concert or something well the other option is just shave my hair entirely right. and look more like punk yeah 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 you know, and, and, and have more like a hard edge but yeah I'm just not like a hard edge kind of guy you know I don't look like I listen to metal I mean you, I think it, you, you said that earlier. Yeah, you know, well, like, I, I was uh, trying yeah. to imagine you, you know, in a mosh pit. No, and it just yeah, didn't I mean, necessarily I, seem like a natural fit. No, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I've never looked the part. Um, I actually had a girl at a record store one time tell me that she she said she thought I looked like I listened to classical music. Oh. And I was like, is that an insult? I don't know if that's an insult or if that's, you know, I mean, like I, maybe she thought I was intelligent. But she, she also might have thought that I was just a nerd. Do you ever uh, listen to classical music? I do. That, yeah? I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Jazz? Where's jazz fit uh, into your listen, life? I, I listen – I mean metal is my passion, like metal and, and rock, but mostly metal and especially the heavy stuff. I mean that's where I'm – I mean you saw how I was listening to the song and get really into it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean I just – there's there's I don't think there's a genre that I don't like, honestly. Yeah. Um, how much uh, latitude do you have as a reporter on picking which musical acts you want to cover as they come to town? Do you kind of have your run of it now? Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean we try to – I try to pick things that um, – I mean honestly, Anthrax is coming to town. I'm going to interview them. Right. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to interview that band. The you know. news press may not print it, but you're going to – Oh, they'll print it. Oh, yeah, they'll print it. <laughs> but uh, I mean uh, – but it's – but yeah, I, I, other – I mean uh, there are bands that are – you know, because of my job, hey, it's cool. I get to interview some of my musical heroes. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Um, but but I also interview bands that maybe I'm not into that much, but yeah. I know other people are. Um, you know, and then and then I mean some of the bands are just not going to. You know, like I've tried interviewing Willie Nelson several times. I tried interviewing BB King, and they just they just don't do interviews. Right. Um, they and, don't uh, need to. Anymore, yeah, they don't I need guess. to. They're they're going to sell out the arena no matter what or wherever wherever they are. Uh, are you a singer? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I I take that. Well, okay, uh, you know you know Rock Band, right? Yes. Yeah, the game Rock Band. Uh, like I used to play that a lot, uh, you know, with my girlfriend and friends. Um, and I would always want to sing, even though I can't sing. And I actually once um, I was singing uh, Allison Chain's "Man in a Box." And I and I actually scared the cats. They all ran out of the room because you know when I got to the chorus and the, ah, that part, they all were out of the. Out of the room. But yeah, I, I can't sing. I really don't have a lot of musical talent myself. I try to play guitar. I try to play keyboards. Um, I bought a harmonica at one point and, and I do okay. I mean I actually wrote some songs. And oh, tried to well, write so some you've songs. gone a little further down that road. A little road. further. But yeah. I mean just – I mean again, my rhythm is terrible and, and you know, like I, I don't – it's all over the place when I'm playing and, and if you don't have a good rhythm, then, then you're 
half the battle. That's well. Then, then that's why I just play by myself because then I don't have to oh, sync up to anybody exactly. else's rhythm. Yeah. Um, what was the first song that you learned on the guitar? Like, what's the one that you would know the best uh, and you put uh, the most I think cycles it was, in on? I think it was Johnny Cash "Ring of Fire." Oh, cool. Yeah, and I and a friend of mine uh, actually taught me the chords for that song. So she she taught me that, and I actually know a lot of Johnny Cash. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love Johnny Cash, and and uh, you know, but that that was that was the first one. Hmm. Uh, we just did a live uh, show of this at the Sanibel Island Writers Conference last Friday uh-huh. night with three poets, and the one from Northern Ireland, a woman named Anne Marie, huge Johnny Cash fan. She says he's huge in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> country, country as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about karaoke? Then seems like I I, I I do like karaoke. I haven't done it in a while. But uh, I do. That's the ironic thing is I love to sing. Like I love how it feels, and I wish I could. Like that would be just such a gift from God if I could sing, you know, like or or from whatever entity you believe in. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I mean, and I do it. But I just I would. I have to get pretty drunk to do it in public. <laughs> but you've done it, and oh, you'll yeah. do it again. Yeah, I've done okay, it again. Okay, so yeah. you don't really have that the nervous bug so much as just you you you're self aware yeah. of your yeah. l- lack of tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any TV theme songs that you could uh, you know give us a little bit of? <laughs> like like sing it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought it would feel so real. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? <laughs> believe it or not, it's just me. Oh, thank you so much for yeah, that. There you go. Uh, do you have a favorite musical, uh, like movie musical or Broadway musical or one of each? Oh, my God. Um, I can never remember the name of this movie. It's it's the one where the Rolling Stone reporter follows the band around. Almost Famous. Yeah, yeah. I love I that movie. I brought that up earlier yeah, because yeah. at the beginning there's that moment where she says, listen to this with the candle playing and it will change your future. Yeah. And that was kind of like you with, you know, Such Qu- a, Quiet Riot and Led Ze- yeah. or De- Def Leppard. And just the way he writes and talks about music in there. It's just the way I feel about music and, and it's just that, that music is everything. And, and I just got chills because I love that movie, it's, it's, and it's I can see as, as someone who is a, a an arts music reporter, that would really ring yeah. true. Well, and Cameron Crowe wrote that. I mean, he's the yeah. he was a Rolling Stone reporter, and I I think he based it on on several of the bands he followed around in the seventies. Like like I think he followed Led Zeppelin. I think so. That's part of the some other ones, story of you know. it. Did, but the scene on the plane where the plane they think the plane's going to crash, yeah, yeah, and they start yeah. singing Buddy Holly. And, uh, Have you ever seen? There's an extended cut that didn't make it into the normal run of the movie that you can find on YouTube, where they sit around and they make his mom listen to Stairway to Heaven all the way through. <laughs> they, and, it's the, and it's the whole, I mean, they all sit wow. there in the living room and it's kind of awkward. You can kind of see why they cut it out because it's a long song and it, yeah. there's no talking. It's just close-ups of their faces and her being sort of moved by this music. And anyway, <laughs> no, I, I, I love that movie. Um, what about Broadway? You know, you've seen probably a lot of musicals. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. You know, I've seen a lot. Stage. Um, I, I love Sondheim. You know, uh, 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 Into the Woods and uh, Sweeney Todd. I, I, lo- I love that stuff a lot. Um, Book of Mormon's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so wrong on so many levels. I saw it. At the first time it came through, Barbara B. Mann, I saw it. And it was so interesting because, you know, a lot of people that go to those shows just have season tickets, mm-hmm. right? They just, yep. you know, their wife says, honey, we're going to the play tonight. And they go. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly it was the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And there were some people who were grumbling <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, and there's a musical. Have you ever heard of the musical Once? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen the musical, but I've seen the movie like 10 times. Yeah. I love that movie. Great movie, so and, and the guy Glenn Hansard, the guy who yeah. wrote most of the music with um, I can't remember her name as partner, yeah, Inga something, something yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, just just he's an amazing musician. I haven't liked his last couple of albums that much because they kind of got a little, 
I don't know, low key. Mm-hmm. And I just, they just don't really connect to me like as early. It's not as, like, I love the emotion in his voice because he's so good at conveying oh, and that. that. And that opening scene when he's oh, just, ah. Yeah. Oh, and I've tried to get Richard, Richard, you're listening, to, to watch this movie because he will love it, especially that yeah. scene when they finally get in the, the studio and the guy that's running the board, he's just kind of like, okay, who are these schmoes? And then they start <laughs> playing and it kind of starts to develop yeah. and it's like, Okay, no, there's something happening here. It's a really, it's a really cool moment. Um, so, do you uh, do you have a favorite band? Is Anthrax your favorite band? Perhaps I, I don't really have a like. I can't even name you my top ten bands. I've got so many. I, I just I, I I've got a friend who's like been asking me to give him my top ten bands, and I just I just can't. I can't do it. Can't but do- I can I can talk about some of the, some of my favorite bands. Like so, yeah, yeah. like I said, it killed me that Prince did not make the cut for this list because I love Prince. My girlfriend loves Prince. Most of the most of my girlfriends have loved Prince. Like everyone, like like most people love Prince. I think, um, and I have a couple of Prince stories. I don't know if I, I don't know if you want me to go into those or not. But I just I like one in particular. Um, uh, Let's go crazy! Almost made the cut okay. in this, and part of it was because uh, I was at Fort Rock a couple of years ago. Prince had just died, uh-huh. and a band was about to go on stage. I can't remember the band. And on the PA system, they played Let's Go Crazy. Now, this is a crowd of metalheads. Right. We've been there all day long, sweaty, black T-shirts all around. And we just went nuts. And people started dancing to Let's Go Crazy. And mm. there was a beach ball getting bounced around. And it was just – it was – I was One like, wow, Prince, yeah, Prince transcends all. Yeah, and, yeah. and I just – I thought that was just um, – just beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, you know, I love. Uh, there's a band called the Drive By Truckers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm they're, with they're, them. I, I saw them actually. Got to see them a couple of years ago, and they're from my hometown. Well, I mean, the place I was born, Birmingham. Wasn't Jason Isbell with them? Yes, and I love Jason Isbell as well. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, yeah, I was briefly in Birmingham, and then, like I said, my dad was in the army, so I was born there, and then I moved on. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I love that band. Um, uh, just just Metallica, you know, like all the all the all the thrash metal bands. I mean, I love most of those guys, uh, like Megadeth and Testament. And there's a band called Overkill. Uh, there's so much metal. Like I've got more metal than than anybody. Um, Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, I How love Bob Dylan. I mean, he's just like took lyrics. Did you get to, to interview him? No, I thought maybe I I've saw seen him. On Facebook. Nope, nope. He's another one who I always ask and he never does. Um, but uh, Bob does. Bob Dylan doesn't even talk to Rolling Stone most of the time. Um, but yeah, it kills me because my um, my girlfriend just I, as as I told you earlier, my girlfriend got knee replacement surgery. Right. Uh, I have seen Bob Dylan every single time he's played Southwest Florida, and he just played here uh, two weeks ago, and that was the day after she got her knee surgery. And I was like, "There's no way. I just can't. I can't leave her." Leave her mm. to go see Bob. As much as I love him, I love her more. So, <laughs> did you? Uh, Richard's going to chime in here in a yeah. second. I can tell, but I just real quick. Did you see they just released the extended box set of the Blood on the Track sessions? Yeah, yeah I saw I, that. I'm going to have to listen to that. Okay, because <laughs> I'm a big fan of that album. In I am too. I just don't know if I want to hear that much of the. Like, I'm not really into alternate takes that much. And just, I, 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 I just, I, I, I may not listen to all of it, but I just want to listen to enough of it to just feel like it what it was like to be in the studio. Because yeah. you know what I mean. Like a couple of those cuts really will. Set a sense of place that when I go back and listen to Blood on the Tracks again, I think I'll yeah. dig it more. But mm. uh, Charles, you you, you mentioned um, thrash metal earlier yeah. in that grouping, and um, what do you make of the way that kind of metal has this this weird habit of categorizing? You know, every single band into one of 800 versions of, you know, there's all these categories of metal and they are strict adherence to yeah. what, which one belongs where. And then and then um, could you also talk about maybe that as music in general? Like are there, there are bands that it's hard to 
write the genre of it down, but but oh yeah, like you, you mean as someone who writes about bands and music, you have to kind of describe them. In yeah, a, in a category. yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, how would you describe like a band like uh, maybe Talking Heads or something? They're 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 rock, but they're funk, but they're world music, but they're you know. I, and I love those bands that take in so many different influences, and you can't really kind of kind of peg them down. But yeah, me- metals. There's so many subgenres. I know you, you were talking earlier before we started recording that you like uh, video game music, and and do you remember Nintendo Core? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like taking like eight bit or sixteen bit or whatever Nintendo sounds and turning that into music, and that was a genre. Yeah, like they did that. But yeah, there's yeah. there's black metal and thrash metal and death metal and punk metal Speed and metal metal core. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like noise, noise core. I think is one. Yeah. That like, it's, it's. I I can't even keep them straight. I mean, it's it's just. I just I just like it because it's metal. And there's like like a, the hardcore bands. Hardcore is kind of like punk plus metal. And the people who like hardcore like say it's not metal, but it's metal. It's got that same <laughs> intensity and the drums and the yelling and it's just it's it's it it's definitely metal. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of anybody right now that's that other than um, yeah, I'm looking at my list. I had to bring a list of bands that I like just because there's so many. I just go blank a lot of the time. But uh, um, uh, like Outkast, like the band Outkast, they yeah. were kind of hard to categorize. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. But it's definitely it's definitely in the in the hip hop genre. But they're doing all sorts of other. They're cool yeah, things. they're rule breakers in a good way. Yeah, kinda. and then there's someone like maybe maybe Modest Yahoo, oh. who is hmm. rock, reggae, pop. Uh, who mystical? Like he's. He, do you know anything about him, Modest Yahoo? No, but I'm I'm liking the combination of words you're yeah. using to well, describe he, him. He, he was uh, he was a Hasidic Jew. Who? Oh wait, and this is starting to ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he, he had the beard and he had you know yes. like all the all the yes. accoutrements. He's uh, kind of like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh no. He's way too serious for it to be called <laughs> like a sincere version. He's a, like sincere, a sincere version. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why but that came to mind. But it yeah, did. so like like rack, uh, reggae rap. Rock, beatboxing, like all those things are things that Modest Yahoo does, uh, and and it's just amazing. Like he he, there's an album. Um, I first found out about him with the album Live at Stubbs. Okay. It's a live album, but he did this amazing album. You've got to check it out if you haven't. He's 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 hard to categorize. And I interviewed him, and I think I called him rap reggae beatbox. Like I had to throw like a bunch of hyphens in yeah, there. Yeah. Just to describe it, uh, describe what he does. Are there any uh, modern, mainstream, currently popular bands or musicians that you're a big fan of, like right now, that's in the culture? Oh, God. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar is I, – I don't think I've ever seen a rapper like him. You know, he's, he's kind of jazz. He's kind of kind of – like his lyrics are amazing. I still remember he, he played here. Actually, he was supposed to play here maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, and uh, uh, he was going to play Eagle Palooza, um, and and uh, our sheriff at the time uh, uh, kind of was wanted to. He was supposed to play. I think he was supposed to play JetBlue Park. I remember. And he ended up playing. Yeah, he ended up this. playing Jermaine Arena, and and Eagle Palooza has been at Jermaine Arena or Hertz Arena now, ever since. And and the sheriff Mike Scott, he was just uh, you know this guy's. Nothing but filth, and he, you know, he's, you know, bringing this language into our community, and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, 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 what was the word he used? I can't, I can't remember the word he used to describe him, but it was, and I wrote a column, it, sort of, it was, it was kind of like a part, part column, part article. It was a weird thing that I wrote, but it was basically defending Kendrick Lamar, saying this guy's a poet. Yeah, you know, this guy's like a Grammy winner, and 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 this is before he became even as big as he is, and and like he's he's an artist, and he's not some, you know. 
It was a misread. Guy. It was a yeah. misread on the sheriff's yeah, part. Yeah, completely. Like yeah. He, I, I doubt he'd ever listen to a Kendrick Lamar song, right? You yeah. know, or he just probably looked at the lyrics online. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy is, is is on a whole other level. I mean, you know, there was Kanye West was doing some interesting stuff before, but then Kendrick came along, and it's just like, wow, okay, you can do that with with hip hop now, and that's pretty incredible. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm always looking out to see what he's doing next. Okay. Well, let's move on to your third song. Okay. It's, uh, it's off the beaten path from your first two. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Should I introduce it? Absolutely. Uh, it's Little Big Town, Girl Crush. <laughs> and why is this your third song? <sighs> okay. So this is um, – and this is something I, 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 I haven't always believed but but I, I just, just – over the years, I've, I've really started coming to this realization that there is no such thing as bad music. I mean there are bad bands. But there, there's not a genre out there. There's good music in every single genre. And I, I listen to so much – so many different musics, like cl- different types of music like classical and musical theater and rap and pop and blues. And, and like I went through a phase uh, a couple months ago. Um, I actually visited a friend in Nashville uh, and we went to a concert. It was a, um, a merengue concert. Uh, and there was a lot of merengue music, but they also played uh, banda music, mm-hmm. Mexican banda music. And so I came back and I just went through this whole phase where I was listening to tons of banda music. It's it's really great. It's like merengue, but it's got a lot more percussion and horns and it's just amazing, amazing stuff. Um, you know, and so uh, – but that's how I am now. But, about, you know, back in say the 80s and the 90s, I was kind of a snob. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, you listen to that? And, and I was like that with country music. Like you listen to country music? You know, that's, that's crap. There's like so, – I mean I like Johnny Cash. I always like Johnny Cash and like a lot of the outlaw yeah. country stuff. Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah, stuff from the 70s. And, and, um, but I, I didn't really appreciate a lot of the bands that, um, you know, that, that, that were in the, big in the 90s. Um, and, and I do now. Like, like I love like say Vince Gill. Mm-hmm. Vince Gill's amazing. I actually saw him play Bluegrass at the Ryman Auditorium uh, in mm. Nashville a few years ago. And it was just like, you know, like just such a great movement, moment. Um, but one of the cool things about my job is that I – I, I'm I'm writing about these bands that are coming to town, and I'm constantly getting introduced to new music and new bands that I didn't you know I didn't know before. Are you getting music sent to you as well to get your attention? Not as much as I used to. Like right. they'll they'll the, well the cool thing is if you're about to interview a band, you can say hey can I have their new album? And they'll send you a copy of it, right. and, and then you get a free album, you yeah, know, yeah. and you get to listen to it, uh, or they'll send you a digital download, which is you know just as good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it's it's constantly like to stay up on my on my beat and you know, know what what I'm talking about. I need to like pay attention to music and. Uh, and and just see what's what's popular and what people are listening to. And Little Big Town was was pretty big, and that song "Girl Crush" was pretty big. And I, I um I would spend a lot of time just looking. Uh, I would go to iTunes and listen to like the top twenty songs. And I mean, they don't really do a top twenty on MTV or anything like yeah. that anymore. They stopped doing that. Is Casey Kasem still out there doing something? Yeah, I don't. Is Casey Kasem <laughs> alive? I don't. Uh, I don't know if he is or not. <laughs> Google. I think he might. Richard's I think he, checking. Yeah, yeah. Check on it, Richard. Um, but uh. uh yeah, and so I was. I, that, that's how I came to li- Little Big Town and Sugarland. Those two bands, I kind of got into around the same time. It's kind of like Quiet Riot and Def Leppard. I'm not sure exactly which ones came first, um, but Sugarland had played here. Actually, Christian, I think his name's Christian Bush. He's the the you know it's a duo. He he's come here a couple times, and so I got into his music because or started listening to his music, not really getting into it uh, because he was here. Um, but anyway, so I was I was on iTunes, just kind of going through music and, and seeing what was new, new. And I heard this song, "Girl Crush," and it just I was just like, "Wow!" <laughs> it's, just, it's just like such. It's a simple song. Um, it's uh, uh, I don't even know if you could even call it country music, 
uh, it's it's like a lot of country bands right now. It's kind of like right on the on the edge. I mean, it's maybe it has a banjo in there or a violin, but it's really a pop song. Or, yeah, the the, or, the, the or, edge has gotten really broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, just add a mandolin. And yeah, yeah exactly. And there you go. Um, but it's it's uh, uh, yeah. I just like I just like the song stunned me with its beauty and its simplicity, and and it just. Um, yeah, like it makes me cry. Like I've listened to this song many, many times and it still makes me cry. So it's one of those songs that just does that because yeah. you come across those songs in this show. Some people just have a song. I yeah. have several that yeah. I can't listen to yeah. without getting overwhelmed. Yeah. You know? When I And I hadn't really thought about it too much about why. I mean I, I've been – you know, like fairly lucky in love. I mean I've not I've not had my heart broken too many times. Um, but uh, I hadn't thought about this this in years but I, I – uh, I used to work at – so I'm from Alabama and in, in the south, there's Piggly Wigglies uh-huh. everywhere and I worked at Piggly Wiggly. Uh, so I had the, like the little vest with a little pig on it and everything um, and uh, uh, I, you know, I worked there and there was this girl, Amy Matheny, who was a cashier there and, and I just I, – I had a big time crush on her um, you know, and, and I would sit there and I would be putting cans on the shelf uh, and I would park like near her register so I could watch her and just kind of like have like – and I didn't want to be creepy about it. So kind I would kind of like – a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit. And she, and she was uh, – you know, she was into – like she dated uh, the guy who worked in our meat market, Danny. Uh, and, and you know, uh, uh, and I just I, – I, I don't think she was even interested in me at all. I mean I, I, I didn't have any confidence back then and um, and so I never even – I don't think I ever asked her out. I, I don't even remember. I think I might have like like if dropped a hint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm taken, Amy Matheny. I'm sorry. I'm taken. I love my girlfriend very much. But but yeah, it was like I hadn't thought about her in years, and just getting ready for this interview, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, Amy Matheny. Oh my god. And and but that is what this song is about. It's about unrequited love, and and about you know the, this woman is singing about how she wishes she had the the look and the sound and the and, and the voice and the perfume that this guy's girlfriend has because if she had that maybe he would love her and I'm going to cry just saying that out loud Ooh, <laughs> it's wow. like my voice just kind of yeah. you know it's, it's, a, it's just a beautiful song it's very simple I think it's actually just maybe two verses and, and two choruses and then it's out um, and, uh, but it's, it's such a beautiful song well let's go down this road and uh, listen let's, to let's, it we'll I, have, I, I, I have not heard this song uh, Charles this will be my first time oh, wow okay uh, this is Girl Crush from uh, Little Big Town's 2014 album Painkiller I got it real bad Want everything she has That smile and that midnight laugh She's giving you now I want to taste her lips Yeah, cause they taste like you
That song devastates me. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it has it has like the on it, on its surface, it has all the elements. But what do you think it is that 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 really it, that destroys you? I mean, I I get it. it. Just just the, it's just that unrequited love and the lyrics and and just it's um, you know how how it feels to love somebody and then they don't love you back and and you know just just. I want to kiss your lips because they taste like, kiss her lips because they taste like you. I'm like, yeah. oh my god! It's just like the 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 um, just the level of detail in there, and just the just the things that makes you think of. And it, it, it is certainly one of those songs that if you want to give yourself over to it, it takes you back into whatever you've got yeah. in your life's memories. You yeah. know what I mean? But up until up until recently, I wasn't even thinking about anybody specifically when I thought of that song it was just like general like i know how that feels yeah and then like two days ago i'm like oh amy matheny (laughs) that's great so uh yeah yeah what would your 14 year old self think of of that song and your connection to it now oh no way it's like totally (laughs) bogus totally bogus um yeah he would not approve at all, so <laughs> and he wouldn't understand banda music, and he wouldn't understand jazz, and he wouldn't understand you know all this other stuff that have you know. But I think that's why one of the reasons I chose this song because it kind of shows how far, how much I love music, like any music, just music, and and you know something that I sneered at before is now something I cherish. Um, and uh, I actually saw Little Big Town when they played here. Was it this summer? Yeah, I think it was in May. Um, and it was kind of like a full circle kind of moment, you know, like my journey into country music because I got into this this band, and then I just got into like Vince Gill and all these other bands, and 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 uh, uh, um, and suddenly I'm just like really into country. Um, but I'm still this is funny though. So I still, even though I love it, I'm a little embarrassed saying that. Like two of these songs, like I was a little embarrassed picking Little Big Town, a little bit, little embarrassed picking Def Leppard because neither one is really cool. And it could be argued that Anthrax really isn't cool either, I guess. But, um, uh, you know, I still love it. But I still won't blast it, little girl crush driving around in my car, you know, <laughs> so people can hear what I'm listening to and judge me. <laughs> so. You know, uh, that the, you said before the, we went to that song, you know, that there's no, there's, there's no such thing as bad music. Mm-hmm. We've, I, we've seen that theme come out of interviews during this show. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's, it's, it stems from our – ability to consume so much music that yeah. if you just give a little bit of a chance, you suddenly realize, you know, we used to silo ourselves off. And some of that was practically even financial. You know, you bought uh-huh. your album and you were going to get your money's worth and that's who oh, you yeah. listen to. And and now there's just everything's a click of the button away. And so you're finding – we've had lots of people admit like I'm listening to stuff now that I would never oh, yeah. have listened to in the past. And I think that's not accidental. I think that's because we all have music right there everywhere. Well, I mean it started with me. Um, uh, Amazon uh, used to w- lets you stream music. Right. Um, and I didn't know that until maybe 10 years ago. And I, I would spend so much money on albums and I would get it and I was like, this is awful. But it would be like well-reviewed in Spin Magazine or Rolling Stone or somewhere and I'd get it and I would I would totally hate it. Um, but now you can listen to the things before you buy them, or you don't even have to buy them if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really opened up the doors, and 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 you know, if you if you're willing to invest the time finding and and getting to know the music and letting yourself absorb it, then you know the, the world's wide open. Yeah. You got a perfect album that you could name, something that you would just always want to listen to all the way through if you ever turn it on. Oh God, <laughs> or, or or more than ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I mean again, it's like that's the problem is like out of all the albums that I have, how do I how do I pick one? Um, I love the White Album by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, Purple Rain is 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 amazing. Uh, Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde. Um, like there's so many Bob Dylan albums that you that you could pick. Um, you know those those are three that immediately come to mind. Uh, I, I love uh, uh, like Anthrax, the Among the Living album. Um, but yeah, it's it's so hard to choose. <laughs> like I, I mean, how do I? I'd have to consult my list again. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you you've brought up Prince, and uh, around the time that he died, you know, there was a lot of people sharing tidbits about him, and you know, yeah. the video where he plays and falls off the stage and all yeah. that stuff. Um, I didn't realize, and it just blew my mind how this is like genius. This hit this guy was that most of the performance of Purple Rain on the album Purple Rain was recorded the first time he played it for an audience. So he debuted wow. that song for an audience and hired a crew to record it as best they could both in video and audio yeah. and that's what you hear on the album. Yeah. That's so Ballsy yeah. and brilliant yeah. and just amazing. And something you know? most artists couldn't do. No. The but foresight Prince, that took – I mean yeah. for something to be so iconic, you figured he had just honed that down. But that was the – that you're hearing the first time the fans heard it. That's yep. just crazy. Imagine yeah. being that sound guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the man was a genius. I mean he yeah. was he, – he, I don't use that term very right. easily. But I mean he – how else would you describe someone like him? I mean he just was – made music that nobody had made before and, yep. and just changed – Changed minds and changed how people saw the world and saw him, and I still can't believe he's dead, and it kills me that he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in in the vein of there is no such thing as bad music, my last question is: Is there's any? Are there any songs you'll always turn off if they come up on the radio for either memory <laughs> reasons or style reasons? Uh, we built this city is the worst song ever. <laughs> That's made that list more than once. Yeah, I actually got to interview. I I got to interview. Oh no, Mick. it's taken the lead and hated. Oh songs. no, it's a terrible song. <laughs> Because it's supposed to, it's a song about we built this city on rock about on, on rock and roll, and it's this it is not overproduced crappy pop song, and it's just ah, oh, it's so bad with terrible lyrics. Uh, is, there, actually, is there a Kiss song that you like, or is it just maybe that's, that's not the Kiss? Whole, that's Eric. Oh, no, oh, I'm sorry, that's Jeff, that's right. Jeff Starship. Starship. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, or Starship. Yeah, it was Starship. Yeah, Starship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Sounds yeah, like a Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like Kiss. I do like Kiss, but I not anything really after the 70s. Um, but yeah, I actually got to interview Mickey. Is it Thomas? Mickey Thomas, the singer for right. Starship. I think it's his name. And I asked him. I like this whole story was about why that song sucks. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he got very defensive about it. And he was like, oh, it's a good song, and people kind of. Judge it because of and the I way, still get a check every month because of it. I still get a check every month, and the version we play live is so much more rocking than that one. And, and maybe it is because I mean a lot of it was the production, but it, yeah, it's such a crap song. It's so bad. It's so very bad. Awesome. Well, any yeah. final thoughts, Charles? I appreciate this. I don't think so. I think this this has been fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. We make this show at WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer. Chris Duff is, is executive producer. Our theme music was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, I'm back in this studio in May of this year recording an episode of this show with the diva Stephanie Davis. Her episode, number 13, released on June 8th of 2018. I'm going Going back there to demonstrate what this show is starting to do, at least for me, and that's connect songs to memories of stories or moments from this show. 
like meta memory making man anyway at the end of most shows we usually ask if there are any songs that you'll avoid listening to at all costs which by the way overall we built this city by starship is winning that race at this point anyway here's the divas recommendation or vociferous lack thereof i suppose grandma got run over by a rain <laughs> i hate that song with every fiber of my being it's not funny. It's not funny. They think it's funny. It's not funny. It's stupid. I hate it. You're hating it. It's funny to me. But <laughs> next time I hear that song, and that's the other thing that's happened because of this podcast is, it you know, do, doing this mm-hmm. creates memories mm-hmm. that then influence how we hear music. You know what I mean? Yes. So I guarantee you next time I hear that song, I'm going to text you. <laughs> Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Uh, I'll take that dare. Let's hear you sing it, fellas. Do you know it? As long as we've got each other, we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, rain or shine, all the time. We got each other sharing the laughter and love. Yeah. This is a saxophone hook. Oh, for sure. <laughs>